delegate to execute commercially sustainable infrastructure construction solutions, including the Agenda 111 hospitals, Accra Terma Expressway project, and affording affordable university hostel accommodation. Mr. Speaker, the Ghana Nuclear Power Program has made significant policy progress towards the development of Ghana's first nuclear power plant. Government has shortlisted vendor companies and countries to identify the economical and resilient nuclear power technology for Ghana as a source of clean and sustainable energy and other peaceful purposes. Mr. Speaker, total oil production from all the producing assets within Ghana was approximately 18.5 million barrels from January to May 2023. This translates to an average production of 122,000 barrels per day. Total gas exports to the gas processing plant at Atuobo and the onshore receiving facility at Zanzule within the same... Honorable Minister, yes, yes, members, I will regard to the state of business of the house are direct, but sitting be held outside a prescribed period. As so direct. Minister, you may continue. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker, uh, the cash waterfall mechanism and the natural gas clearing have been used to equitably distribute revenues in the sector. Under the updated ESRP, the cash waterfall mechanism is being reformed to ensure mandatory compliance to provide cash flow predictability to key players, IPPs and state energy entities within the energy sector. To address the impact of excess capacity payments on the economy, government has sustained collaborative engagement of IPPs. Currently, IPPs are being engaged to restructure the accrued outstanding balances and eliminate payment shortfalls in areas accrual in the sector. The gas sales agreement between VRA and NGAS has been renegotiated to reduce the take or pay commitment and other financial obligations to the state. Mr. Speaker, the World Bank estimates that climate change could cost Ghana approximately 1.7% of GDP annually by 2030 if left unaddressed. Cognizant of this assessment, government is working to secure carbon financing to support its nationally determined contributions and meets its commitment under the Paris Agreement. This will drive foreign direct reinvestments to benefit local businesses. Mr. Speaker, as part of our efforts to address loss and damage from climate change, Ghana, as one of the first pathfinder countries, launched the in-country process for Ghana's participation in the Global Shield Against Climate Risk and the Global Risk Modeling Alliance. These initiatives will enable us to assess quantitatively our climate risk, design solutions informed by the data, and facilitate access to resources from the Global Shield. Mr. Speaker, government in partnership with the Green Climate Fund has established the Ghana Shear Landscape Emission Reduction Project at an estimated cost of $54.5 million. The project will focus on the shear landscape and will address the country's efforts to reduce emissions from deforestation 
encourage degradation. Additionally, government is implementing the Ghana Cocoa Forest Red Program, which covers 5.9 million hectares, 79 percent off reserves, 21 percent on reserves in seven regions. The program will benefit 12 million urban and rural residents. Ghana has become the second country in Africa after Mozambique to receive red class payments in January 2023. Under the leadership of the President, Mr. Speaker, we are transforming the Climate Vulnerable Forum and V20 into permanent intergovernmental organizations. The aim is to champion principally a fair share agenda to ensure appropriate financing for adaptation, mitigation, and loss and damage whilst leveraging our natural resources to raise carbon financing for accelerated climate action and to ensure that the 1.5 degree Celsius temperature threshold is not breached. The, current, the President, Mr. Speaker, currently chairs the Climate Vulnerable Forum while the Finance Minister chairs the V20 Group of Finance Committees. This is an organization of 58 countries with a population of 1.5 billion people in the most affected regions of the world. Mr. Speaker, government continues to sustain social protection programs to protect the poor and the vulnerable. The half-year performance of the identified programs are provided below. Under the LEAP program, government disbursed a total of 169.95 million as of June 2023 to 346.000 thousand households comprising 1.5 million individuals. This includes the increase of the monthly grant to beneficial households from 32 CDs to 64 CDs for one member household and 38 CDs to 76 for two member households. Our target under this program period is to reach about 8% of the population, i.e. 2.5 million people. Under the Ghana School Feeding Program, coverage increased considerably from the 1.67 million beneficiaries in 2016 to 3.8 million beneficiaries by 2023. The feeding grants cost per meal, per child, per day increased from 1 CD to 120 CDs, 1 CD 20 pesos for the 2023 academic year. We have also settled all areas or to caterers under the program for the second and third terms of the 2022 academic year and the first term of the 2023 academic year. The capitation grants contributed to increase enrollment in public basic schools from 6,048,897 pupils for the 2021-2022 academic year to 6,114,302 pupils for the 2022-2023 academic year. Under the free senior high school, technical and vocational education and training free TVET programs, a total of 447,396 first year students enrolled during the 2022-2023 academic year to bring the total number of free senior high school TVET beneficiaries to 1,318,035 students. Government continued with the construction of nine state-of-the-art TV vet centers to offer modern facilities and equipment, enable effective skills training, and empower young people 
with the relevant skills required for employment and entrepreneurship. Under complementary education for underprivileged groups, including out of school, children, government commence the complementary, the implementation of cycle eight of the complementary basic education program in February 2023 with a total enrollment of 5,000 learners as at end 2023. Mr. Speaker, the PCPEC government program is implementing with the support of the IMF ECF facility requires strong fiscal consolidation. This will enable us quickly re-establish macroeconomic stability and debt sustainability. These are necessary preconditions for high for long-term economic growth, job creation, and rapid transformation. A key pillar of the PCPEC is a focus on inclusive growth. Our renewed push for growth is informed by the usual experience that fiscal consolidation tends to have negative impact on growth for the medium term. We are targeting reversed, revised economic growth rates of 1.5%, 2.8%, and 4.7% for 2025. Mr. Speaker, we need to be deliberate and strategic in our actions if we are to exceed our post-COVID-19 strong economic growth, which averaged 70 which averaged 7% compared to the 4.5% and 2.6% in lower middle income countries and sub-Saharan Africa. With the economy showing signs of stabilization, government intends to pursue a growth agenda that is fully aligned with the 2028 timeline for returning to a path of debt sustainability. Mr. Speaker, given the limited fiscal space, as well as our determination not to accumulate new areas. Our growth agenda will be mainly financed from domestic and external private sector investments, as well as a rationalization of ongoing programs. The approach is to prioritize existing programs that are critical for growth and can be implemented to deliver quick results without huge demands on the available budgetary resources. Ultimately, will aggressively encourage the private sector under the Ghana Mutual Prosperity Dialogue Framework to promote shared growth anchored on job creation, food security, exports, and import substitution. Towards this objective, government expects to finalize a growth strategy in August 2023, an enhanced growth strategy that is. Mr. Speaker, the key elements of the enhanced growth strategy include accelerating scaling up and aggregation in agriculture and value addition for key staples such as rice, poultry, maize, soya and tomatoes, supporting industrial parks and economic zones that promote innovation and positive spillovers and efficiency for key sectors such as automotive, pharmaceutical, technology, textiles and garment industry, promoting tourism to attract international and domestic tourists to boost incomes and create jobs, deepening the digitalization of public service to promote efficiency in service delivery and protecting the public purse, expanding housing delivery programs to improve access to jobs and accommodation, and deepening financial intimidation intermediation programs to enhance inclusion and entrepreneurship. Mr. Peter, 
preparing this 2023 media budget, we have held extensive engagements with cabinet and with also diverse stakeholders, including organized labor, employer associations, AGI, Ghana Union of Traders, Guta, Peasant Farmers Association, Civil Society Organization, Chamber of Mines, Think Tanks, African Leadership Initiative for Institute for Initiative for West Africa, the Academia, Faith-Based Organizations, the Investor Community, Council of State, National Development Planning Commission, Chief Directors, PPME, Directorates of MDAs, Chief Executive of all Metropolitan Municipal Industrial Assemblies, and many, many others. In all of these meetings as speaker, stakeholders provided insights into issues such as widening the tax net, SOE governance, expenditure controls, optimizing extractive industry contributions, providing increased and targeted support to agriculture and industry, revamping ports operations and customs duties, as well as growing and changing the structure of the economy. Mr. Speaker, this feedback has been illuminating and well received. The faith-based organization, for example, agreed to form a committee to educate their congregation on their responsibilities to paying taxes. We'll continue to engage to find mutually acceptable solutions as we prepare the 2024 budget statement in November 2023. Mr. Speaker, our engagement with the private sector was more about how to manage the economic crisis that befell us. The result is that we are seeing today we have indeed turned the corner, the crisis is behind us, there is greater certainty and predictability in the economy now than was the case previously. Businesses can plan better. The task ahead of us now is how to get businesses to do better. Starting from August and as part of preparations for the 2024 budget, the ministry, together with other relevant sector ministries and agencies, will be hosting a series of strategic engagements in various industries to help us tailor government interventions to their specific needs. There is a big opportunity for us as a country to rebuild our economy, to be more resilient and vibrant than before, and to have the capacity to deliver more for the masses. This is the focus of government now, and with the help of this House and the support of the nation and the guidance of the Almighty, we know we will get there. Mr. Speaker, last Friday, I had a singular privilege to be invited to participate in the joint caucus meetings of Parliament. Indeed, the meeting effectively reflected the theme of the 2023 carbon budget. Mr. Speaker, it was a pleasant and intimate experience. I appreciated the opportunity to engage and receive valuable feedback uh, from the honorable members. I want to thank the leadership of the House for that opportunity and the shared agency which was better to transform our economy. Mr. Speaker, I'll be the first to admit that it has been an extraordinary difficult year for our country and our citizens. Whilst most countries are still going through difficulties due to what is happening globally, our economic crisis also emanates from fundamental and systemic weaknesses that we must boldly confront.
These include a low revenue to GDP ratio, a high demand and dependence on imports, including food products that can easily be produced here, an inefficient power management, lack of robust expenditure and commitment control systems, the numerous statutory funds of expenditure and economic governance and weak SOE governance. Mr. Speaker, what I've outlined today begins a strong effort on the part of government to address these issues. Most of the structural reforms we propose in the PCPEC would be secured and IMF program are geared towards addressing these fundamental issues. In the next 15 months, there will be renewed efforts to undertake the necessary reforms and implement very critical measures. Mr. Speaker, I want to once again acknowledge the sacrifice that our people have made, especially in the rollout of the DDP and government sincerely appreciate all these sacrifices. We are, Mr. Speaker, a resilient people, but we must be resolute if we are to get our community across the Jordan. On our part, we will ensure that we implement systems to enhance revenue collection through compliance measures to bring public finances back to a sustainable path while growing the real sector of the economy, especially agriculture. Implement the necessary structural reforms to strengthen expenditure commitment control, avoid areas accumulation, and protect the public face. Strengthen SOE self-governance, review statutory funds, and ensure improved alignment of key priorities, address the energy sector challenges, and implement the accelerated community roads improvement phase two to expand mutability and improve roads nationwide. Mr. Speaker, while concluding the 2023 budget statement in November 2022 in this House, I did emphasize that our unity in Kabul will be vital in confronting the daunting challenges facing our nation. Mr. Speaker, today I provided updates to demonstrate that we have delivered on these critical areas. We thank fellow Ghanaians and partners for their valuable support and sacrifices. Our economy is showing signs of stabilization, and we are deeply grateful for the abiding grace of God, which has been more than sufficient to enable us to turn this corner. By being hopeful, speaking the same language of productivity, growth, and working closely together, we are securing our own collective success. Mr. Speaker, the implementation of ongoing fiscal adjustment and sustained investment in our people have contributed immensely to the stabilization we are seeing in the economy. Exchange range has stabilized, inflation has softened, and interest rates have declined since 2022, and private investments have been announced due to increased investor confidence in our economy. Ordinarily, these positive trends should ease the burden on our pockets. As a finance minister and a family man myself, I'll continue to work hard to build and sustain a favorable macroeconomic environment and remain confident that the prices of goods and services will reflect the trend for all of us, for all our families and enterprises to enjoy. Mr. Speaker, we must all work together. Regulators, market federations, unions, individuals, and play our part to ensure consumers are treated fairly to complete the turnaround. This media fiscal policy review has outlined the strategy for realigning our program 
to sustain our progress to stability. We have not asked, Mr. Speaker, for additional funding. Funding. We have not asked for new tax measures. We have committed to stay within appropriation and be even more efficient in mobilizing resources and managing expenditure. Mr. Speaker, we have indicated that we are focused on structural reforms to address systemic weaknesses and strengthen resilience in key areas, including revenue mobilization, expenditure management, commitment control, and areas clearance, and debt management, financial stability, as well as energy and cocoa sector SOE reformation. Rejuvenating the growth agenda of a prioritized growth strategy, which emphasizes private sector-led investments in areas such as agriculture, local manufacturing, tourism, and digital transformation. The phase two of the Food for Jobs program, Aquaculture, New Start, Economic Enclaves Project, 1D1F, and Tech Hubs will be integral to this growth strategy. We will strengthen the ecosystem of financial services to enhance the catalytic role of Development Bank of Ghana, CBG, GCX, GESEL, Ghana SM, GIF, and Venture Capital Trust Fund. Launching the Mutual Prosperity Dialogue Framework to enhance the ease of doing business and crowding significant private sector, domestic and foreign investment, first from existing companies and also a global search for new entrants. And also, Mr. Speaker, safeguarding social protection for the vulnerable. Mr. Speaker, intermediate results from our collective efforts and our resources, especially our people, indicate that we will indeed succeed. Beyond these current challenges, our economic prospects remain bright, but we must adapt quickly and address unexpected challenges ahead in order to rebuild our resilience. Mr. Speaker, as I conclude, I'd like to bring attention to several critical imperatives that require our immediate and collective action. The energy sector, especially IPP power payments, remain a critical challenge. We must support the ECG to significantly improve its collection to reduce the burden the sector imposes on public finances. I'm pleased, Mr. Speaker, to announce that we have an updated energy sector recovery plan and we must all support its implementation to bring the sector towards a sustainable path. Mr. Speaker, expenditure control has become more important to ensure that revenue shocks are efficiently managed, even as we address the systemic challenges through technology and capacity development. Government will work with state institutions to improve the sanctions outlined in the PFM Act, especially regarding off-budget commitments by MDAs. Improving non-oil domestic revenue collection cannot be overemphasized. In this vein, it is important to support the GRA to enhance collection and operationalize measures to strengthen revenue administration effort. To achieve ambitious non-oil revenue target in the PCPEG of 20% revenue to GDP, enhanced commitment is required. And completing the domestic debt operation is essential to restore debt sustainability and move forward our engagement with external creditors. Mr. Speaker, this media review offers us an even better opportunity 
to jointly work towards entrenching stability for our economy. We must seize it, Mr. Speaker. We must claim now a successful first review of the fund in September. Let us continue, Mr. Speaker, to believe in the Ghana we all. Let us have the courage to be proud about what we can and have achieved. Let us be and think positively. Let us act patriotic and stand firm with hard work, integrity, fraternity and mutual respect. We will stabilize and transform our economy as well as build a righteous nation. One of peace, prosperity and freedom today and into the future. As First Peter 1.10 exhorts us, let us use whatever gifts we have received to serve Ghana. As faithful stewards of God's grace, let us indeed be perfectly united in mind and thought and build this great republic as in Philippians 4.8. Mr. Speaker, we are all, including myself, we all, Mr. Speaker, including myself, have indeed been battered and bruised and broken in this past year, but we as a country held our resolve as a resilient nation. The battle has indeed always been the Lord's. As we sit today, let us use this moment to glorify him, for he has, Mr. Speaker, induced, rescued us. We have seen that he has recovered and restored some of our losses, and he has revived our economy. Mr. Speaker, we need to rejoice in fervent gratitude to the Lord. We must endeavor to continue to build this righteous republic, united in our resolve to transform our economy, for in speaking one language, and nothing will be impossible for us to achieve our manifest destiny of Ghana for greatness. Mr. Speaker, let me once again express my profound appreciation to this House and to all fellow Ghanaians for the support and cooperation towards stabilizing the economy. Let me assure you that the nation, under the steady hands of President Akufuado, will pilot this ship of state, safety, and growth. Right Honorable Speaker, thank you for the opportunity to present the media fiscal review statement to this House, and I beg indeed to submit. May God continue to bless our homeland Ghana, make her great and strong, in Kunim Yeyenya Victory is ours for all of us together indeed. God bless our homeland Ghana and make it great and strong. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I so submit. I love it. I love it. Kumasi's most vibrant airspace. Love 99.5 FM. Everyone listens to it. Experience the joy.
Waves, the latest entertainment news updates, trends, sports flash, music, and your request. Your request. Love FM. We got it. Waves. Love FM, we got it. I never want to hear you quiet, so I write songs for you. So I write songs for you. And I believe, yes, I believe, I'm falling for you like a thief, picking the knees. Cause when I see you, I feel to steal the keys to your heart again. Yeah, yes, I believe, yes, I believe, I'm falling for you like a thief, picking the knees. Cause when I see you, I feel to steal the keys to your heart again. My baby bad, my baby good, my baby all the things I need. My baby bust up inside my baby bust up inside My baby bad, my baby good, my baby all the things I need. My baby bust up inside bust up inside it. Falling for you like a thief, breaking the knees. Cause when I see you, I feel to steal the keys to your 